Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Prayer is a conversation with God, and a conversation is just talking. And God loves having conversations. He wants to have a conversation with you all the time. The best part? You'll never interrupt God. He's not busy at work. He's not busy eating dinner. He's not busy editing his photos. He is always ready to have a conversation with you. Always. Anytime and anywhere. Because you matter to God. In 1952, Albert Einstein was delivering a lecture at the Princeton University and a doctoral student asked the famous scientist a question. And the question was, what's left in the world beyond our current research? And with considerate thought, Einstein replied, find out about prayer. Somebody must find out about prayer. Of all the things that Albert Einstein could have, uh, could have, you know, uh, could have said, he could have impressed the student with all of his knowledge, and perhaps the student was wanting to be impressed by some, you know, knowledgeable insight. But his response was, "Find out about prayer." Out of all the things he could have said, he said, "Find out about." prayer. Furthermore, and even more importantly, in Luke chapter 11 verse 1, we read, now it came to pass as Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us how to pray. I think to myself, it must have been some prayer Uh, encounter that Jesus was having in the presence of his heavenly father because the disciples had seen Jesus preach and teach and perform miracles and healings and words of knowledge and prophetic insights and and so they could have requested Lord teach us how to preach teach us how to teach teach us how to do the Lazarus come out of the tomb be raised from the dead thing Teach us how to do the, you know, Lord, how you turn the water into wine trick. Not that it was a trick, but because I've got a wedding coming up and I think to myself, could be a great conversation starter and give glory to you. But of all the things they requested and they saw great miracles and the Bible says that The people said of his teaching and of his preaching, they said, we've never heard anyone teach or preach like this man. And yet they asked, teach us how to pray. You know, brothers and sisters, this is really important. And it's foundational to the Christian faith that we all learn how to pray. Question number one, what is prayer? Simply put, Prayer is talking with God. Prayer is talking with God. Notice how I didn't say that prayer is talking to God, but prayer is talking with God. You see, prayer is a dialogue and it is not a monologue. 
A monologue is a long speech made by one person, but a dialogue is a conversation between two people which involves both talking and listening. It involves both talking and listening. And so prayer is not just about talking. Prayer is very much about listening. Have you ever thought about that before? How prayer is about listening. We can't have a good relationship with God and not pray. Just like we can't have a good uh, relationship with our friends or within the community and not converse. And I really do believe that quite often prayer is about talking with God until we hear what God has to say about our situation. (laughs) Prayer is about talking with God until we actually hear what He has to say about our situation. You know, most situations are actually just a wisdom issue. Did you know that? It's really just a wisdom issue. Most situations within the marriage, it's a wisdom issue. Within the family, within your single life, within your finances, within the business, doesn't matter what the circumstance is, it's a wisdom issue. And the Bible says, if any one of you lacks wisdom, let them ask God, who gives to all liberally without pointing the finger or fault finding. You know, God's not a fault finder. He already knows all of our faults. He already knows all of our faults. He says he will give to all liberally, freely, without fault finding. Isn't that good news? For me, that is great news. Question two why should I pray? Why should I pray? Firstly, I believe that prayer is more about the one being prayed to than the one praying. But without our prayers, God cannot move in a supernatural way and do beyond what we ask, imagine, or think. And later on in my message today, I'm going to get three testimonies uh, just from people, you know, where God did beyond what they could imagine or think. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 7, and when you pray, can I just get us to be aware of the knowledge here? He doesn't say if you pray, but he says, but when you pray, you know, when you pray, you know, this thing I've asked you to do, do not keep on babbling on like the pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you even ask Him. For me as a young Christian, that troubled me a little bit. Okay? If God is omniscient, has anyone ever heard of the omnis of God? The omnis? Yeah. So if God is omniscient, which means that he is all-knowing, if God is omnipresent, which means he is everywhere at once, that's how big he is. If God is omnipotent, which means he's all-powerful, why would he only work after we've prayed? Have you ever thought about it? It's like, God, I was like at this place where, God, you already know. You know my, you know what I need, so let's just make this happen. 
God had to get a lot of that out of me, let me tell you. I was like, come on. Come on, we know what we've got to do. Let's do this, God. Come on, let's do this. And, you know, a part of my journey has been very much uh, about how God is more interested in who I'm becoming more than what I'm doing. And our identity must never be tied up in what we do. It must be tied up in who we are and who we're becoming. Okay? That's the most important. And so the answer is because God is a team player. And he wants to involve you and I in the miracle. But in order for the miracle to be made manifest, God needs a carrier. God needs a vessel. He needs a gateway. A gateway, you've heard me define a gateway as a transition place where one realm can meet another realm. And this fulfills what Jesus also asked us to pray in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, when he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In order for his will, for the presence and for the power of the Holy Spirit to come and to touch our lives, our communities' lives, our families, our loved ones' lives, he, he needs a gateway. He needs what I like to call a donkey. I had someone encourage me recently. It was, it was last week and I, I had preached. I had the opportunity to preach in another church. It was about a couple of months ago. He, he said, I don't know what happened, but when you prophesied over that 12-year-old girl, that girl has never been the same. She is a completely different girl. So he said, well done. And I'm like, well to be honest with you, I'm just the donkey. And I just had a part to play in what Jesus was wanting to do, not only in that place, but in that girl's life. You see, we had it illustrated even on Palm Sunday. Giselle brought in her, her um, Amariah, Amariah's toy donkey that I sat upon, right? And so the beautiful thing about being a donkey for Jesus is that you get to be a part of what Jesus is doing. Now, the donkey, right, he didn't really know what was going on, but he was just enjoying giving Jesus a ride. And this is what it's about. Do you understand? And so Jesus, he needs a gateway. He needs a vessel. You see, God is a team player, and he wants to involve you, Mandy. He wants to involve you, Scott. Uh, Chris, Greg, Belinda, Steve, he wants to engage us in the miracle. He wants us to be a part of the blessing. And there's no high on planet earth than serving and being a part of what the most high is doing in this place. I'm like, I'm sold out to this. When I first tasted and saw that the Lord is good, and I'm like a lot of you people, I'm like a lot of you, I was out there in the world. And I was tasting of this and tasting of that, the things that this world had to offer. But every time I ate thereof the fruit, it always promised a delight, but it ended up being foul and it made me sick. And I thought to myself, what is this life all about? It's really like the Garden of Eden when Satan said to Eve, uh, you can have that fruit because God knows that when you do, you will be like him. 
And so the devil promised, uh, like the Genesis says, that when Eve saw that it promised wisdom and it was pleasing to the eye, right? And it smelt good and it looked good, but it wasn't good. But when I first tasted and saw that the Lord is good, then it totally transformed my life. So God is a team player. He's a team player. And uh, he's also an empowering God. And he's given us the authority and the responsibility to pray and to ask. And Jesus makes this clear in Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 to 20. So what I'm about to read out to you is one of my favorite passages. And I pray that you catch the the power of this word in your heart. And Jesus said, and notice how the, notice how the text begins. He said, assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth, Robin, will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth, Sharon, will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, Philippa, that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, Liz, concerning anything, Margie, that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in in my name, I am there in the midst of them. That's the supernatural. You see, this passage clearly details the partnership between our prayers on earth and God's power in heaven. Every movement in heaven is the direct result of our movement on earth. And this is how God gets us to be a part of the supernatural. When something on earth begins to move in alignment and in agreement with God's word, something in heaven begins to stir. You see, I've been around long enough and I've you know, pretty much heard it, heard it all. And, and so many Christians are waiting for God to move. And God's simply waiting for us to move. God's, we're waiting for God. And sometimes we say like it's a massive surprise. God's moving. Why is that a surprise? God is always wanting to move. It's almost like we're not working God enough. We're not working the angels enough. And so movement in heaven happens when there's movement on earth. And so I know that God's already been moving because people are moving. But you watch. Even before the end of my message today, the Holy Spirit will move in greater measure. Why is that? Because we're going to come into alignment and into agreement with what the Word of God says. And that's what releases power from on high on the planet. Question three. Does God answer every prayer? Does God answer every prayer? An interesting question. I feel like I need to unpack it a little. Um, To sum it up, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. He answers every prayer. Uh, It just may not always be the answer that we want. But nevertheless, he always answers prayer that is in accordance to his word. Many years ago, I used to play cricket, right? I played for St. Patrick's just for a little bit of trivia. I played in the seniors. In actual fact, in my first year as a 17-year-old, 
I won. I just thought you may be interested. Adrian Povey would be interested. I won the uh, all-rounder trophy, which means, you know, you take the most wickets and you make the most runs for, you know, your team. And uh, so, yeah, so that happened. Um, so I used to play cricket. Uh, my British uh, brother over there, Steve, sorry, mate, I know that I always refer to you as my British brother. Um, did you play cricket? Okay. <laughs> Do you like cricket? You like cricket. Adrian Povey plays cricket. Um, he had a great day. Adrian Povey had just a great day last Sunday because it was his first time on sound and taking care of the live stream. And uh, like I said last Sunday, he came in, rubbed his hands together. He came in at 8 o'clock in the morning, quite nervous, rubbed his hands together and looked across the, uh, the production suite and he's like, let's do this. And it was a great service and a great broadcast and he did a great job. He actually went and played cricket that afternoon and took three wickets in one over. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He's thinking, this is a good day. This is a good day. But I used to play cricket many years ago. And uh, when you're batting, did you play cricket, Pilty? Just touch and go? Okay. Uh, you were too busy pursuing your football career. But, um, but there are three calls or decisions made when two batsmen are running between the stumps of a cricket pitch. And those three decisions, so if I'm, you know, batting, boom, and I hit the ball, there are then three calls between the two batsmen. The first call is yes, which means let's run. That was a good shot. It's cleared the fielders and the outfield. Let's run. Let's score. Uh, the second call, number two, uh, is no, which means don't move. I've hit the ball and whatever and it looks good, but we're not going to run because we could be run out. And number three, wait, which means, okay, I've hit the ball, let's just see if it gets past the outfield before we decide what we're going to do. And I believe that God answers all of our prayers with either a yes, a no, or a wait. I also want to say, though, that in addition to this, because I feel like this will help someone, uh, in addition to this, it's also important to remember that God has given us free will, whereby I believe if you, if you have a, a loved one, a family member, uh, a friend who doesn't know Jesus, perhaps there is someone who has gone wayward, like they're a prodigal. They used to be in the church. They used to be on fire for Jesus. But now uh, they've just gone wayward. If you're praying for that loved one, for that friend to be saved again. God would want you to know that he is responding to that prayer every single time that you pray and that he is speaking to that loved one and he is, you know, um, calling that loved one to come back to him. But it's, we need to remember that God has given us free will. In other words, we get to choose what we say yes and no to in life, including our Lord, our Savior, our God, our Creator. So what you need to understand is that God is speaking to your loved one. Don't think that he's not speaking to them because he's speaking to them. It's just that they're not responding. 
You see, even in Matthew chapter 13, verse 58, it says that Jesus could not do many mighty works or miracles in that place because of their unbelief. It's quite an amazing scene. Jesus is present in the midst of people and he is speaking his word, right? As the Father speaks to him, Jesus is speaking to the people. But the people are not responding because of their unbelief. Here's another thing. Here's another scripture, which is not just for those who don't know Jesus. This can also apply to us as believers. Because John chapter 3 verse 19 says, This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. And so this can also be the case the light of the gospel is coming. They are hearing the light of the world, but they're rejecting the light because they love the darkness more than the light, not realizing that it's the light that is not only going to deliver them, give them purpose and direction in life, but also heal them. But the reason why people can cling to the darkness and not allow the light in. And like I said, this can even be believers sitting in churches all over the world. We can say to Jesus, light of the world, come into this compartment of my life, but not on that compartment where on the door it says, do not enter. And, and one of the reasons really is because of fear. It's really because of fear. It's really because we want to hold on to something that is really like a coping mechanism for us. But it's only adding to our pain. And so we need to be a courageous people and open up the door, the whole door. This is why Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. It's not just the door of your heart. It's compartments, it's door, compartments and doors within the heart. You know, I know that we've all, you know, most of us have opened up the door of our heart and let Jesus in. What about allowing him to knock on that other door <laughs> that we know about and letting him in there as well? For a few moments, I would like to uh, call to the platform David Burdak, Joni Kasimbu, and Ben Hummer Hummerston. That's my intro. Let's uh, welcome them as they come. Give them a big hand as they come. And uh, while they're coming, let me just give you a, a praise report. Joni, that's your cue, sister. Yes, you can come right now. Um, and so while she's coming, let me just read out to you a testimony. And uh, this testimony is from a, uh, a mother, a young mother, who has four children. And she's not able to get to our services, even though she lives in the area. And she wrote to the church via our uh, Gateway Facebook platform. And she says, I try to watch on Sundays as much as I can, as I have four kids with needs, so I can't attend. But I really appreciate that you cater for us at home. I used to attend church in my younger days, then stopped. Thank you. This means a lot. And so this has to do with our online platform. And so if, uh, if Christy Lee and all of her children are watching, can we give her a shout out? Can we show her some love? 
God bless you and your children, Christy Lee. And we want you to know that God has a great purpose for you. And uh, perhaps at some stage in the future, we'll get to uh, meet you in person and you can tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. And we'd look forward to that. But God bless you. And, uh, and so what you'll find on your seats is, what, is what's called a prayer request card. Yeah. And uh, a praise report on the other side. So we want you to take that home and we want you to write down either your prayer requests and you can just tick on the box there as to whether or not you would like it private or it can be made public, in, in which case we can pray about it. And also just write down a praise report. And so we've been talking about prayer. And so I've just got three uh, testimonies here about those uh, that we were, uh, where we were standing together and just believing for a breakthrough in, uh, in employment, uh, for a new job, and for uh, a promotion. So I'm just going to uh, let David just testify for about, 60 seconds. Um, yeah, just about all of that. Thanks, David. Um, over the last few months, Elizabeth and myself have been praying for a position for me. Um, the last couple of positions I've had haven't been great. Um, so we opened it up to prayer. And uh, probably a month ago, I was given yet another interview um, in which I was basically promised a job. Um, all I had to do was pass a drug and alcohol um, test and a physical. Now, a few years ago, drug and alcohol, I wouldn't even consider going for it, but, you know, glory to God, um, it's not a problem these days. Um, secondly, um, I didn't realise I had a pre-existing hernia when I went for the physical, and I actually thought doubt came in, and I thought, well, maybe because it is indeed a physical job that I've gone for. Um, but glory to God, I started um, a week and a half ago, and I'm loving it. So, yeah, all is good. Prayer is answered. And the, and the hours? The hours are better? The, the hours are better. I was actually um, given a position which I actually knocked back because it was 10 hours a day, four days a week. Um, these hours are, you know, um, eight hours, um, five days, so and eight till four, so that suits me. I like a bit of a sleep in in the morning, so glory to God. It all, all, um, it's all come together, you know, um, due to prayer. Uh, perhaps there are just some believing for, uh, you know, a new job or, you know, more prosperity in some area. Uh, I know that there's people out there and online who are just praying for work. Can you please pray and ask God on behalf of them uh, just for God to make a way in the area of uh, employment? That'll be great. Thanks, David. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, Lord, we just open up... Um Lord, you know all things, Lord, uh, in regards, Lord, to what the needs of the people yeah. are as far as employment goes, Lord. Lord, and with you, Lord, all things are possible, Lord. We're two or three are gathered, Lord, and we ask, Lord, uh, in prayer, Lord, that the prayers of the people will be answered, Lord. Lord, so, Lord, for all those, Lord, who, are, who wish to gain... Um, employment lord lord we just pray lord uh that they prosper lord in this area amen. in jesus mighty name amen. Amen. amen thank you david that's wonderful sister journey why don't you come forward and uh so what do you do what do you do for a living what what is your job i am a cleaner you're a cleaner it, let me just say 
Joni is a little bit nervous because she thinks that her English is not that good. But her English is good. Sister. You know, we call you sister because you're family. Okay? So, okay, so you're... Um, uh, and something happened. Like, how long have you been in that job for? Tomorrow I will be three, three, three months. Oh, three months. Only three months. Wow. Started to 14. 14 April. But tomorrow it will be three months. Three months. Now, I didn't know it was three months. So a lot has happened in three months, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't say. <laughs> Sorry for English, let me try myself. Uh, I started this job for three months, 14 April. Then I was in prayer for 40 days. And uh, I was praying 40 days to looking a job about my son because I did, we didn't have much money for sending my son to university. And uh, I said, I can't left everything. Uh, upon my son, my sons and because I have many many sons now me my I need to do my part for my forgive so something some man for my son to collect collect money to give to him to go to university this was my prayer I say let me add to prayer because without prayer we can do nothing <laughs> can do nothing it, we didn't have much man I started to pray for 40 days, and uh, I, got, I got this job. They say, they say now, you are, you, I'm working in my, to my shopping to clean there. And uh, I did this job for two months in Danaf. They say, now they need to give you promotion to give, <laughs> to give me. Supervisor. Now I'm supervisor to my children. <laughs> and sorry for English. And uh, <laughs> and now, now I'm a supervisor. They say they saw my character. I'm quiet. I'm a good woman. I'm good. Uh, they, this supervisor, I supposed to be there. I saw my. I can't speak good English and write good English. Is hard for me. They say no. You will learn here. You, you learn here, they need you here to be supervisor or to our job. I want to say something is a little. Every, then I, get the, I got this job. I took my first, my first paint. I bring to church all, all money. I bring it to, to church. I say, then I bring the man to church. Jesus, I want to see you. And I, now he promotes me. <laughs> he give me. He make me supervisor. And uh, sorry for English. And uh, I can say little to say, no, nothing is possible for God than your prayer. Or to say, I can, you can't make a prayer to say 40 days. You need, you, we must give the tithe to God. A man, a man of who can read the thing so yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. God looking. Oh, you want me to read this one? I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the sake of the land that I would not destroy it, but I found no one, not even one. You understand that verse? God looking man among the people. 
looking at me, he's looking at you, for to stand a gap for people, to a church, for family, to community, to community. You are the temple for God. God is in you. You must, you must obey voice for God because he wants to work together. Me, because you know we are spiritual. Devil is spiritual. You are spiritual. And God is spiritual. Three things, devil wants to pull you out for God. Jesus wants to pull you pull you near to him because that God looking at you and me to start to gap for your family and your, to, your, to your church to your committee, to your country to your life. This is a short kind of step because English is hard maybe next time I will, I will speak good English. God bless everyone. Stand to your gap for your family, to your church. Amen. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Thank you, Joni. Powerful. Only in the job for three months and you got, the, you got promoted to supervisor. Wow. Thank you so much for the testimony. Give her another hand, would you? You can just stay here. Ben. God bless you. Thank you, Ben. The last couple of months, I've been working in a job which overall I have enjoyed is lots of challenges but lots of as Pastor Jason has heard a lot about because I've been calling and uh, debriefing with him <laughs> um, Pastor Jason's thinking whinging but anyway no um, but the problem with this job is that the hours are really really long it's exhausting I wasn't getting proper breaks so I would have 10 minutes to scoff down my lunch each day and I would come home completely depleted physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, I would have nothing left to give my family. I would be cranky and bad-tempered. You can see my wife nodding furiously. Um, and it, just, it was just taking too much of a toll. It was just not right for me and for my family. And so we prayed that God would open up a door for another job. Um, not long after that, I was driving my truck back to the depot and I drove past a transport company which had a sign out the front saying they were looking for staff. So that night I applied for a job online uh, with that company and I called them the next day to follow that up and the manager that I spoke to said, well, why don't you come in for an interview this afternoon? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, so I did, and um, I just really connected with this guy, and he said, look, I'm actually not sure, because their website was a bit out of date. He said, I'm actually not sure what's available at the moment, but I really want to give you a job. <laughs> and I know, so um, he said, leave it with me, and I'll get back to you. And um, a couple of weeks later, he called me and said, look, I've, I've got a job for you. So I'm starting a new job tomorrow um, as a forklift driver with this company. And this is something that I really enjoy doing. Uh, so I'm really thankful and excited about that. And um, it's going to be set hours, a little bit of overtime here and there, which is cool. Um, and I'm also excited because on Wednesday night, just gone at the men's group, Pastor Jason actually prayed for me that going into this new job, 
God would pave the way for me to bring light and to build relationships and to, and to bring the kingdom and, and make disciples in that place. And that was something that I myself had actually prayed earlier that day. So it was like God was just confirming that. So I'm really thankful and appreciative and glory to God, not just that I'm going to be able to do a job that I enjoy, that, that works for my family, um, but I'm trusting that God is going to do something in that place and use me. So, so excited. So praise God. Amen. <laughs> That's so wonderful. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.